For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, welcome back to Sports Nation Live. I'm Alex Tribbury. For me is Andrew Brooks, Anderson on the other side of the glass. And if you're wondering, where is Garfield? He's out at the ages. As he, I think he's getting a fear breeded ass. Maybe a push wave or some curls. I'm not sure. But he should be back with us next week. We move over to some basketballers. The Golden State Warriors beat the Boston Celtics to claim their fourth NBA title in eight years and first since 2018. The Warriors won 103 to 90 in Game Six in Boston to clinch the series 4-2. Having finished 2019-2020 with a dial 15 to fit the record. They are they are also the first team to go from the league's worst side to a championship in two years. Stephen Curry, twice the most valuable player in the regular season, was NBA Finals MVP for the first time. The 34-year-old point guard averaged 31.2 points in the sixth game and scored 34 points in Thursday's win, adding seven assists and seven rebounds. Andrew Wiggins scored 18 points and Jordan Poole 15 as Golden State won the NBA championships for the first time in four years. They also won the title in 2015, 2017 and 2018, but lost the 2016 and 2019 finals before missing out on the playoffs in the past two seasons while rebuilding their squad. Kevin Durant left the San Francisco-based franchise as a free agent in 2019, while Curry and Clay Thompson who scored 12 points on Thursday, were injured during the 2019-2020 season. Curry says title number four means more to him than the previous three. We were so far away from it. We were here for five straight years and got three of them. And we hit rock bottom with injuries and the long road of work ahead and just trying to fill in the right pieces and the right guys. Nothing you can ever take this for granted because you know you never know when you'll be back here. And to get back here and get it done means, means the world. Okay, so that was Steph Curry. Now we're joined by broadcast assistant for the Toronto Raptors, Mike Rhodes. Mike, welcome again to the show. How are you doing, my brother? How are you today? It's my pleasure. And how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Okay, happy to hear that. Let's jump right into it. I, I know you're not surprised that the Golden State be the Boston Celtics because the Warriors have pedigree. However, how are you surprised that they did it in Boston? No, not really. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, I took Boston to win the whole thing before the playoffs started, but there's no way you're you're going to be shocked if Golden State wins. I mean, I had them coming out of the West, but I mean, overall, the experience factor, I'll, I'll say this, throughout the entire playoffs, these last couple games 
were the only time that I saw Boston actually look afraid because the rest of the playoffs, seven games against Miami, seven games against Milwaukee, they had a bit of poise and they were still able to create some type of offense in the fourth quarter. They could not score in the fourth quarter. They could not do much. I mean, Andrew Wiggins actually had Jason Tatum locked down. He could not, I mean, 13 points on six of eight shooting in a closeout game in the NBA Finals. You can't win like that with your best player. You can't win with your best player scoring 13 points, two points in the second half. That's just not going to work. And at the end of the day, I remember when we talked last week, uh, we were talking about if Steph Curry was going to have enough help. And at the end of the day, he did. Jordan Poole showed up. Andrew Wiggins definitely showed up. But with uh, Steph Curry averaging over 30 points a game, he had enough help from the rest of the guys. Draymond Green in game six in a closeout game, 12 points, eight rebounds, eight assists. That is what he typically does in a game. Not two points, not four points like he was scoring in some of the previous games. Everybody stepped up. So, I mean, no, it's it's not a surprise that they won. Right. Tell me, um, a, a lot of pundits, like you said, weren't sure which way this final series would have ended. Um, how evenly matched were these two teams? I think they were pretty evenly matched. I think they were pretty evenly matched, but in different ways. Uh, both of them can defend. I'll tell you that much. Both teams can defend. Um, one team has better shooters and offensive players, right? Like Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Those guys can flat out shoot the basketball better than anybody on the Celtics. But when you have guys like Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, those guys can still score but not the way that the Golden State Warriors can. They can score in different ways. They can get to the basket. They can shoot from mid-range. But overall, if Golden State's defense is strong enough to the point where they're locking you down in the interior, are you strong enough to shoot it from the outside? And they were not. The opposite for Golden State is that they are. A guy like Steph Curry doesn't even have to get to the basket or doesn't have to get to mid-range. He can pull up from 33, 34 feet. The same with Klay Thompson. Not the same for Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins doesn't shoot it great from the outside. He can still make outside shots, but he can still get into the paint, score at the basket. He is 6'8". He can jump. He's extremely long. And even if he misses shots, he's still good on the offensive boards and can get uh, generate second chance points. So overall... Just too much from Golden State. Just too much. Too much athleticism, too much shooting, great defending. And the Boston Celtics were just not able to match that. The Boston Celtics has the best defensive player on their team and they are known for, for, for their defense. However, they, they weren't able to, to stop the Warriors. What does this say for, for this um, strong defense that they, they had throughout the season? Well, their their defense was good, but the Warriors are just on another level, to be quite honest with you. I mean, when it comes to winning championships, 
There are levels to this. And Steph Curry is on another level. I mean, he changed the game of basketball with the way that he can shoot the rock from the outside. You don't just see players like Steph Curry who can who can shoot like that. I mean, there have been a lot of amazing shooters in NBA history, but no one on the level of Steph Curry. And what he brings to the table is unprecedented. Unprecedented. I mean, with how he played this season in the playoffs, but especially in the finals, he has definitely cemented himself as one of the greats in NBA history. I mean, you there there are certain things you can defend in the NBA, but when a guy can shoot that far to the point where you have to be in his face at 35 feet, when you're in his face at 35 feet, if he blows by you and goes to the basket, what are you going to do? Right. What are you going to do? Because if health defense comes from the strong side or the weak side, they're going to be kicking out to the other shooters. You have Clay Thompson on one side, Andrew Wiggins, Otto Porter. I mean, you have shooters everywhere. So it makes it very, very difficult to be able to go up against the Golden State Warriors. I mean, this is an organization. When you look from top to bottom, just on a different level, the way these guys are homegrown, drafted talent. Clay, I mean, Clay Thompson drafted. Steph Curry drafted. Draymond Gein drafted. Those guys are your core. But even if if you look at the brilliance of the organization, Jordan Poole drafted. He's young for the future, right? Jonathan Kaminga, another player, drafted. Who's going to be in that system? James Wiseman, a seven-foot skilled center that we did not even see, is still in that lineup. So not only do they have the core that has experience, you still have the young bucks in your system, homegrown talent, who are still going to be on the books alongside the veterans. The Golden State Warriors are on another level. Right. And you spoke about Steph Curry earlier. He scored a sort of four points in the Golden State win. Um, he was earned the series most valuable player award. The first time he won the honor. Would he have been your pick for the award? Yes, absolutely. Um, if not him, Andrew Wiggins. But at the end of the day, in game five, they only won because of Steph Curry. Like Steph Curry is the only reason, not the only reason, but he's a major part of the reason why they stayed in that series. Had they gone down 3-1, I'm not sure that's a deficit that they would have been able to come back from, right? So... And that was in Boston. Sorry, was that in Boston or was that in Golden State? Sorry, that was in Golden State. So, I mean, without Steph Curry and his ability to score the ball, because you have to remember, Klay Thompson was not the typical Klay Thompson that we've seen of old, right? Like the Klay Thompson we've seen before the injuries was good for 28, 29, 30 automatically. But if he now gives you a, 17 or an 18 that's not necessary necessarily enough to go past the boston celtics so when you see a steph curry go for a 43 a 39 a 38 
He has to do that for you to be able to win. It's not optional. So Steph Curry would definitely be my pick for MVP. After game one, Boston looked like the informed team. Where did they go wrong? Did they underestimate the Warriors or got too comfortable? No, I, I, I think you hit it on the head with the, with the second part. I think they got a little too comfortable. You know, when you they were down 14, 15 points at the end of the third quarter in game one. They come back and win by 14 or 15. It was like a 30-point swing. They tie it up 1-1. They go up 2-1. And that's where I think they began to get a little comfortable. That's where I think they got a little comfortable. Um, their their defensive schemes for guarding Steph Curry should have changed a little bit. And I'll give you an example. In the 2019 finals, when the Raptors were going up against uh, Golden State in the finals, the Raptors played a box-and-one defense. And a lot of the people were talking about that because they were laughing, saying, what are the Raptors doing playing a box-and-one defense? Like That's something you see in middle school and high school, playing a box. So you have two guys in the paint. You have two guys around foul line extended. And then you have one guy who's guarding Steph Curry at the top, wherever he goes. No matter where you go, Wherever Steph goes, you guard him. Doesn't matter. And they're in, you have two guys in the front, two guys in the back, which is the box, right? But what you need to understand is when you're in the NBA Finals or any finals in any sport, you don't have any more time to experiment. You have to get things right immediately. And desperate times call for desperate measures. You have to do whatever it takes and if that means running a box in one, running a zone, running a man-to-man, -man, um, you have to do whatever it takes. You got to switch up that defense. You have to switch it up. Would you say then that the Toronto Raptors would have surprised the Golden State Warriors and the, the Boston Celtics needed something like that to, to come out on top? Yeah, you, you just have to do something unconventional. You have to do something different. You got to do something that they haven't seen before. And that's what I give credit to the Raptors for because they did something different. Right. The Boston Celtics didn't do anything different. They just played defense. They played high coverage. They were going under the screen sometimes. They were going over the screen sometimes. But at the end of the day, these are all things that the Golden State Warriors are used to. So they can make quick changes on these defensive schemes for the Boston Celtics. I think they should have mixed it up a little bit. They should have done something different, but they failed to do that. Right. Now, now the Celtics in, in, in Game Six they led fourteen to two after four minutes and twenty-two to sixteen late in the first quarter before the Warriors went on a twenty-one to zero run to go nine thirty-seven to twenty-two up with just over ten minutes remaining in the half. What caused that super superior offense or defense from the Warriors? What 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 do you think caused that? What, was it their superior offense or defense? I think it's a little bit of both, because they were giving some some work to Boston defensively as well. As well, I mean, Clay Thompson is one of the best perimeter defenders before he was injured, and he's still no slouch. He's still really good defensively. Draymond Green was very good defensively as well. 
But I'll tell you one thing. Andrew Wiggins gave fits to Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum had some serious problems with Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is about 6'8". With a long reach, his arms are very long. He can jump. He's quick. And he's quick laterally from side to side, the way he shuffles his feet on defense. Jason Tatum didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. I'm talking six of 18 shooting. Listen, I get it. He hasn't been here before. He has not been here before and experience does matter, but this is not all to blame on Jason Tatum. I mean, Marcus Smart did not have a great game as well. Derek White only had two points in 16 minutes. Al Horford gave you 19 and 14. So he did what he could. Jalen Brown gave you 34, but at the end of the day, you're turning the ball over a ton. If you're Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, you're driving into the lane with your head down and the ball is, here's one thing that's key. Here's one thing that's key. When you look at turnovers, you have to look at live ball turnovers and dead ball turnovers. What I mean for that is anybody who's listening is dead ball turnovers. When you're turning over the ball, if you're Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, let's say you turn over the ball and the ball goes out of bounds, right? That's a dead ball turnover. So at least you can get back on defense if the ball goes out of bounds and you can set up in a half-court defense. If you're turning over the ball in a live ball turnover, that means you're turning over the ball, the ball is still live, and now Golden State is going back in the open court in opposition on a three-on-two or a two-on-one which gives them an advantage. Right, exactly. And they're turning the ball over a ton in live ball situations, and that's going to make it very, very difficult to stop the Golden State Warriors, especially when you have guys who are athletic and who can shoot the ball from the outside like that. It's just going to be very tough. Speaking of shooting, when Curry scored three three-pointers in the first six minutes of the third quarter, Pushing Golden State's lead to 72 to 50. He nodded his head and began pointing to his ring finger. Now, you had more than one quarter left, and he was confident. What he would have seen to give him that confidence? What he would have seen, I don't think it came from an offensive standpoint. Well, you know what? I think it came Sorry. from both sides. Because the fact that there was one whole quarter and it was like what six minutes into the third quarter and there was the fourth quarter to come and you're confident enough that yeah, is it confident that he was just taunting the, the, the supporters? No, he's he's a he's a he was confident and it's a very good question that you ask here. He was confident, and I'm sure you've heard the term of smelling blood in the water, right? Right. When you know that the best player on the opposing team is Jason Tatum. And Andrew Wiggins has absolutely locked this man down. And Draymond Green, a guy who could not score in this series, hits two three-pointers. And you are making your shots. And Jordan Poole, 
and Andrew Wiggins, they smelt blood in the water and he knew it was over. They knew they had nothing. You could see it early on in that game. You just mentioned that run that the Warriors went on in that second quarter. And it was over. And they knew it was over. I think Boston knew it was over. Golden State knew it was over. I mean, they. I don't want to say Boston quit in the end, but they got beat down to a point where they knew they had nothing left in the tank. Did Golden, they choke? No, I don't think they choked. I don't think they choked because you have to remember the Golden State Warriors are a dynasty. They've been in the NBA Finals, what, six out of the last eight years? And Boston is a very young team. They haven't been there before. Um, so I wouldn't say they choked, but I just don't think they had enough uh, weapons, so to say, to, to go up against the, the Golden State Warriors in the end. Right. Now that they are champions, the Warriors will have a target on their back for next season. Therefore, there are some long-term and short-term questions to be asked of them. Perhaps the most notable issue that will present itself early in the summer is all the upcoming free agents on the roster. Kevin Looney, Gary Payton, second, um, Damian Lee, Andre Iguodala, uh, among others, all have opportunity to hit the market this offseason. Who will the dubious prize? Who will the dubious prize? Who will they allow to walk? That's a good question. Um, I'm thinking possibly Kevon Looney might be a guy that they allow to walk um, just because he's won his rings. And I'm sure at this point, uh, they want Kevon Looney to hit that market and make some money, right? Um, we did mention earlier in the show that James Wiseman is still on the roster. He's a young guy who has a lot of skill on both ends of the floor. And he won't reach his full potential if he doesn't have the ability to play. And he won't be able to do that if Kevon Looney is still there. So I think Kevon Looney will walk. The others, I believe, will remain. Um, Andre Godala, I'm not sure he returns. He may retire. He's been playing in the league for an extremely long time. He's won a bunch of rings. I'm not sure if he returns to the lineup. Uh, Damian Lee, I think he will return. Uh, for those who don't know, he is an in-law of Steph Curry. He is married to Steph Curry's sister. I do think he will return. He can shoot the basketball. Uh, he's still looking for opportunity, but I think he wants to win as well. So I think he will return. Um, other than that, the, I mean, these guys are still set up to win next year. You cannot tell me that the Golden State Warriors, with the veteran pieces that they have, along with the young guys in the lineup, you can't tell me they're not going to be better for next season. I mean, there's absolutely no way. Finally, eligible for a rookie extension worth up to $32 million a year. Jordan Poole's future contract will be weighing on the mind of the Warriors. Do you think? Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole is going to be a, a massive part of the Warriors going forward. Um, he will be back. I can't see him going anywhere. He does not want just one championship. So he will be back. He will try to defend the championship again next year. Um, you know, I don't know what kind of contract he's going to sign. The Warriors have a massive 
payroll. They have one of the highest, if not the highest payroll in the NBA. Um, expect that to continue. All they're showing the NBA is that you you need a big payroll to win in the NBA if you want to have certain guys on your team. So Jordan Poole will be back along these other veterans and young guys and expect him to be a massive part. He's not going anywhere. Okay, then, Mike. Again, thanks much for stopping by and speaking with us. We wish you all the best, and we hope to see you when, when we have the draft and when the, the, the league resume later this year. Absolutely, and remember, the next time I come to Jamaica, you better believe I'm going to be in studio. Most definitely. We all have a chair waiting for you. Perfect. Thank you very much. Speak to you again soon. You've been listening to the Mike Roach Podcast, where storytelling, sports, and keeping it real are the only ways to live by. We hope you've gotten some valuable and practical information from the show. Link up with us on Instagram at oxp.media or at microach7, where you can view images of the content on this program. We're on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening. Until next week. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.